Speaking of Islam, what is it that's especially beautiful in Islam? Well, first of all, I think that in, in a lot of ways, Islam shares more with Judaism than Christianity does. Um, first of all, it's a, it's a, it's a, a religion of the transcendence of God. Right. It's a religion of law and commentary. Um, and, 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 I, and I have a theory for why that is, and Christianity isn't, why Judaism and Islam are, if you want to hear the theory. Sure, let's hear the okay, theory. Okay, here's my theory. My theory is that it's because Christianity grew up in the Roman Empire, so the laws were taken care of. But Moses and Muhammad had to create a people in the desert. Right. So you needed civil law as well as criminal law. Um, and the other thing I think that is, that is beautiful about Islam, although today in some ways very scary about Islam, is the enormous power that it has for large populations who one day know very little about it and yet the next day feel tremendous devotion to it. Something that can, some belief system that can do that is, you know, that, that's worth paying attention to on its own terms, not just from the outside. Pull up a chair. We have an elephant in the room we need to address. Um, fortunately, a couple times this week, I have mentioned 9-11 and the Muslims, and it got me thinking. I thought, why or what do I currently think about the Muslim situation? Because in order for research to work, it has to continue evolving. Can't just question one or two things and get stuck in that pile of mud, right? So... I started thinking, I thought, why was I bringing up the Muslims? Well, obviously because before I get to the jewelry part, which is actually kind of a fun part, so I will um, do this separately from the part about the Jews and the jewelry and the trade and all that. So, um, well, okay. I currently think, as of right now, that... I was positioning the Muslims as being part of the outside of the circle, right? Well, are they? I don't know. Um, they could be. They could still be. But the Muslim leadership could also currently be compromised, right? So in this dual world, how about we think about this real quickly? And let me open up my little file here. Because I thought, well, this is kind of interesting, right? Because... Um, how do the Jews and the Muslims interrelate? Well, they seem to be at war with each other, right? It could be a couple things. It could be a complete setup. Um, for example, if they cause conflicts in Islamic countries, the Jews running this, let, let's assume people here are running Jews, are, are Jews, right? <laughs> I mean, I don't consider that a leap at this point. I mean, they're circumcised in this country. <laughs> There's Jews running this country. Let's, let's settle that, okay? So let's say the Jews here want to make more money. What do they do? Well, the Islamic countries sure have a heck of a lot of natural resources, right? So do you think anybody here would accept the fact that they'd say, well, we're going to go over and just raid these countries and grab their resources? Well, probably a percentage of the population here would think that that would be a good idea. But then there's hopefully more others of us who would think it would be a terrible idea just to rampantly invade some other country and steal everything. So I would imagine it would have triggered a lot of people to resist this kind of move. <coughs> Excuse me. So I would imagine 
for them to say, well, we're just going to go over and rob this stuff, it wouldn't be an acceptable thing to do. So how hard would it be to then say, the Muslims attacked us on 9-11, we're going to go get them, because that was the plan all along, right? And also the people on the other side, I mean, I'm, I'm not talking the general people on the ground. I'm talking about world leaders, okay? I'm having a very hard time believing that any of these world leaders are on the level, right? I think we've got a couple systems here. So what a better setup than to say, we hate these Islamic people. They're evil. They're rotten. And look at all the effort they put into that focus, right? 9-11 was pretty gruesome, right? And people here really, I, I believe, and I just believe this, okay? People here to this day still have a regular ugly view about the Muslims. Well, what does that ugly view about the Muslims do? Well, it breeds compliance, okay? So people who don't think much about a different culture aren't likely to rise up to protect that other culture, right? So you pit the brains here of people and tell them Muslims are the end of the world. They're the worst enemy on the earth. And um, then they play a couple stunts. Like I remember during 9-11, what tricked me was Bush attended a Muslim service or Islamic service. Well, I thought, oh, that was really a nice move, very, very generous of him. Well, of course, until I looked further and flipped my opinion. But see how all these strategies work? So what's to say that the Islamic countries are all in on it too, right? Not the people. And um, how else are they going to get in there to hand over all those natural resources to the Jews that run this place? Well, it wouldn't have to be a complicated strategy, right? They certainly have not left that area for many, many years now, okay? They are possessed to be in that area. I think it's pretty simple. They robbed and looted this country up in the Appalachias. Not much left. That place is beaten to the ground, okay? So where are they going to go next? Well, the Middle East. So they just started the plan to get the resources from there about 20 years ago because any idiot would see even 20 years ago that the deal in the mountains of Appalachia was likely going to come to some sort of an end, right? So what would happen next? Well, let's go evade and plunder the Islamic countries with our buddies. And I'm going to take a turn here, and I want to ask you to please just hear me out, and then please just go think for yourself, okay? How would this work? This whole thing is staged, right? So we got the Islamic countries, and I mean, it's interesting because I was looking at these photos of these people, and I said, well, this is an interesting stage setting, right? We've got all these people um, over here. They're wearing uh, military uniforms and hats and stuff, right? Hiding their bald, tranny heads. And what do we have over there? Well, we've got people running around wearing um, flowing gowns, which obviously hide your shape and stuff, right? Um, you know, so. <laughs> and we've got um, a lot of use of turbans and things like that. So, yeah, that, that solves their bald problem, right, with their hormones. Um, so yeah, this I can see this as a movie set, and I offer you to please hear me out and not jump into I'm out after anybody that has to do with the Quran or anything having to do with that. Listen, I took my heat over this Jesus deal, okay? I'm only trying to share research, and because I have spoken about 
my feelings about this was about them against the Muslims, my view has really radically changed, okay? So, and that's only because I'm just now getting around to really focusing on, okay? My view then was clearly that, but it's different now. What are some of the Islamic states? Uh, and these are countries that base their systems, um, that, that basically, and listen, I am here to do research about things that psychopaths do. I will never become a religious expert. I don't even understand really geography, okay? So, <laughs> but it seems to me that I keep getting drawn back to this particular region for some particular reason, okay? I pulled up a map and it said that Islamic countries, and it said they're 51. So right off the bat, I got the number six, right? And um, it said World Atlas, um, Iran, Pakistan, Saudi Arabia, Afghanistan, Mauritania, and Yemen. I don't know. What does that sound like to you? That sounds to me like where their total focus has been. And to me, it makes a great deal of sense about why are they focused there? Well, because you create a comp, if you're going to rob a bank, you don't do it in the broad daylight, right? You have to divide and conquer. You divide things up into regions. You get different languages going. You got a whole bunch of, and when you get into regions that they haven't advanced as quickly as they have this so-called society here, which is really a cheap version, right? Um, you could isolate your population better. So in looking at this map of Islamic countries, and I'm just gonna make a guess here, and you're gonna have to tell me why it's wrong or give me some reasons about why I need to think differently. I'm looking at this map of all these countries and I'm going to guess every country here speaks a different language, right? And within those countries, they probably have it divided up to hundreds of languages. So, um, yeah, so you got a resource rich area. You got a bunch of Jews that want to race in there and rob what's over there that's not tied down. They did the simple thing. They did the low hanging fruit in the beginning and got this country all wrapped up in strip mine. And now they have to move on. And when it gets to this thing about the research that we're doing as far as the nature of the Jews, and they have a historical point that we cannot verify. But history does show that the Ashkenazi Jews raped, pillared, and plundered as their method of operation. So why would I have a hard time thinking that this same group didn't also cook up the Islamic deal? I mean, we really have to consider these things. It would be really reckless of me just to keep motoring along. So, yeah, before I get, I, I'm, I'll be back hopefully in a few hours with the, the, ju the juice and the jewelry thing. But, yeah, just something to think about. I don't want to get locked into any one position, but it, it would make actually the perfect setup, right? And all those resource countries, just look up a map of, the top Islamic countries and you'll see that for whatever reason that's the region that I keep finding myself back at so let's keep looking at that region but right now I think we're looking at controlled opposition they set up the Islamic countries to get us divided in our views about them so of course what happened then well we all clung to the evil rulers here thinking they were going to protect it I'm not talking about me in general people in general People in general here in this country would then rely more heavily on the evil lords here to protect us from those rampant Muslims who at any minute 
could put put a box cutter in their shoe and come and attack us here. See how fear and conflict all works up? So yeah, so it makes perfect sense to me from a um, divide and conquer standpoint. It now makes no sense to me that these Islamic countries are really playing the outside game. I think they're playing the inside game. But what I think and what you think are two different issues. And by I'm, I'm not by any means saying that the Quran is to be ruled in or out of this stuff. But let's just look at it from the standpoint of it looks like it's a team effort, okay? And that's what I'd like to say here. So anyway, so let me go work on this um, Jewish jewelry story. It's, it's quite a good one. <laughs> so, I mean, the Jews and the jewelry story... They were forced to get into trade and things like diamonds. Forced. Forced, okay. So, <laughs> always the victim, right? And who's a bigger victim in this role? Well, they got the Islamic countries being the victim, right? And this country has been nothing but appearing to victimize them all this time. Why? Because there's a perception that those people over there victimized those people over here. And here we go, round and round, full circle, here we go. Be safe out there. Goodbye for now. Dad's gone down the dog track, mother's playing bingo. Granddad's swearing at the telly, trying to make the thing go. No one seems to notice me, isn't it a sin? Oh, what a crazy world we're living in. Now the old man never talks to me, and when he does, it's moan. Wash your face, it looks a disgrace, oh, what a nappy young. He says I'm irresponsible, not like when he was young. Then he puts on his cap and coat to watch the greyhounds run. Oh, dad's gone down the dog track. Mother's playing bingo. Granny's boozing in the parlor. You want to see the gin girl? No one seems to notice me. Isn't it a sin? I want a crazy world we're living in. Brown bread. Mother says I look a yob, me trousers are too tight She says I ought to get a job and not stay out all night She doesn't like my haircut, she says me friends are lousy And then she says it's getting late, can't miss me housey housey Oh, Mother's playing bingo, sister's smooching on the sofa You wanna hear their lingo? No one seems to notice me, isn't it a sin? Oh, what a crazy world we're living in. Hey! Lord me out, took me down to Nick. The sergeant made out his report and he laid it on real quick. He said, I'll fetch your parents. I answered with a grin. Take yourself the trouble, mate, you'll never find them in. Cause that's young now, the doctor at Mother's playing bingo. Me brothers are all layabouts, so what a life I can go. No one seems to notice me, is only the sin. Oh, what a crazy world we'll live in. Yeah. What a crazy world we'll live in.